Hello, reader. So, you once again find yourself perusing the fine selection of comic books and collectibles at Wally's wild world of words and whimsy. Here, we only stack the finest comics, cards, and collectibles of all sorts that you could possibly find. But, we both know why you're here. As you wander into our store to escape the rain dripping water over our hardwood floors, you find yourself moving past the spinning rack displays. They're filled with long-running comics collected into trade paperbacks, like the Brave Traveler series, and the Crisis Custodians, and Momentum Comics. But your eyes are drawn to Wally's wall of new comics, fresh from the publishers. One draws your eye. You lift it from the shelf. The first issue of the latest release from Last Light Comics. Across the top, it proclaims itself as Rider Unlimited Number One. Its cover shows the silhouette of a girl stepping off of her motorcycle. Her eyes are turned skyward towards a flock of parakeets crossing over a peach-colored sky. The birds are given holographic effects, individually colored in red, blue, pink, black, yellow, purple, and an icy blue. The road ahead of the girl stretches out far into the distance. But on the shoulder of the road, a sign can be seen, reading, Welcome to Australia, New York, peach capital of the state. This is Ryder Unlimited, number one, fast times in Australia. And so... You turn the page, and you find... Opening panels are of these wide establishing shots where we see the greater forests and landscape and layout of what a eagle-eyed viewer would immediately be able to discern as sort of western New York State. As we slowly focus in, we see the 
uh, narration boxes appear that start to declare the long-awaited sequel to the Nanto Works and Last Light Comics co-produced classic The Wielders of Light as we slowly focus in on a little town south of the Finger Lakes that are surrounded uh, on its on its eastern border by this noticeable uh, peach tree orchard and a sign declaring the entrance to this to this town now entering australia new york as we zoom in further on the town and find our way towards this little diner this little shop and we see in the big title font introducing rider unlimited number one where we then see harmony winters as she is what is she doing i'm currently uh well we see uh the uh, i'm currently uh in a dumpster as uh we just see her like bent over like the panels of her going ew nope Uh uh-uh as she's very clearly routing around looking for something until she says score and she sort of just abruptly we see we actually see her she's wearing a basically a track suit at this point with like the helmet and like goggles pushed up little like little neck a little like a little neckerchief with like holding up a piece of food that she was surprised to find wasn't moldy or gross it just seemed like someone ordered it and was like hmm i don't vibe like a sandwich of some form I, i'm thinking but like that doesn't truly matter but regardless she's happy to see it are you going to take a bite are you going to to check out the taste of this? Uh, hell yeah, of course I'm gonna take a bite. And while this might be a trash sub, it's a it looks better than anything I've had. As she we like we see her like sitting crisscross as a uh, she we get like I think I think she just sort of narr- narrates. I think she sort of just narrates. Uh, my name's Harmony Winters, and normally people when they go to and uh, normally people aren't excited to find a sandwich in the dumpster it's better but for me it's better than finding literally anything else definitely beats dumpster tuna as uh we see her just in an exaggerated like mouth open like ready to just take a fucking chop out of the sandwich like ah roll to directly engage a threat ah! uh i have rolled a 10 because congratulations <laughs> on the 10 thank you i made it myself fucking I will resist or avoid their blows, and I will squints. Now, see, do I take the filling and thus become more satisfied with my meal, or do I impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition, whatever animals might be lying around? It's a fair conundrum you've fallen into already. I know this is the, this decision. This, this decision will change the rest of the outcome of your character's arc. If I pick, if I pick this, this will affect what happens in the finale. Shit. I'm gonna flip a coin. I'm going to impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition as I go hop, 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 as I eat this sandwich like a fucking nightmare because I'm so hungry. Tell me what it looks like as you are impressing the rodents, the rats, and the mice, and the raccoon that's probably looking through like a hole in a trash can or something. I start eating it as I got, as I'm eating this sandwich. I see a raccoon like come at and like grab the other edge of the sandwich. I'm like, no, 
as I'm holding it, like pulling it away. On the comic, it's, it's illustrated like the sandwich is made out of elastic being pulled between us. And then it hisses at me as Harmony clenches her teeth and goes, <laughs> as uh, I continue to eat my dinner in peace. As you're in the middle of, of scaring off this raccoon, you hear the, the sound of like a door shutting and footsteps around the corner as uh, the, the, the cook, possibly even the owner of this establishment, uh, rounds the corner into the alleyway carrying uh, garbage, a garbage bag uh, and sees you and just says, Hey, what are you doing? Fuck! <laughs> as Harmony, with like a, a single panel, is like, we see her in a crouch position, but like, the only way I can think to describe it is animation smears to like, to a, to like the stance, like holding the sandwich, like a, a gremlin-like stance, you know, both arms flared out, knees bent, as I'm clearly coming out of a jump. Are you running? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's the next panel, is just me literally going, <laughs> running. I don't. I hope I might pick that up. <laughs> we'll find out. Only the future knows. And he, and and uh, he drops the the garbage bag and like chases after you. Only like down the length of the alleyway. Uh, and once you're once you skid out and and out of the alleyway, uh, we see him. You know, like shaking his fist after you. Uh, he's just calling up and stay out of my dumpster, you stupid galook. And turns away and uh, starts muttering uh, quietly, possibly to the raccoon, uh, something along, something about how the kids, kids and the youth, and the youth these days just don't respect people's trash. <laughs> as I'm just running, I don't know that he stopped chasing me and I'm not bothering to look back as I literally just on my motorcycle. Um, I, there's like my, my bomber jack, my bomber jack with the fluff that's drawn a little more exaggerated. I just get on it and I, like, go come on, come on, come on. As I'm like patting its side, trying to get it going. You start to, zzz, zzz, and it just keeps like the engine keeps rumbling as you're trying to get it started, and it's it's just not starting. Come on, you hunk of junk! As uh, I just imagine this being just like, I'm I'm gonna say it's an older motorcycle, and I don't mean it's vintage. I just mean. I found it, and found being a strong term, um, possibly in a, just a junkyard or some shit, and I happened to get it working. As she just, we see her, oh, come on, come on, as a, you know, sandwich just like, I, like, just throw sandwich in mouth, and I go down to, like, the engine block that's, like, and I just, like, go, like, come on, where's it, where's it, I like a fucking pouch, like, like leather pouch that's, like, hanging off of the side of it, I go routing around it for like by tool like a screwdriver i'm like come on come on as you know of course a screwdriver ain't gonna fix it but this is a comic book and we need to show that she has tools and can fix things so as you start trying to figure out what's going on and why it isn't why it is not getting going what slowly dawns on you is uh, a very simple problem that you just haven't considered because you've just been, as far as we know, driving just in in a direction, pretty much, since you made your escape and got out of there. And now that you're here, you're being faced with uh, the greatest and worst possible thing, which is that you've now noticed, oh, it's out of gas. There's nothing in this fucking thing. Fuck. I like to think that she notices it, like, 
mostly out of the corner of her of her like eye, like and we see like an arrow indicating where she's looking, zoom in on the panel, and then just in that same panel, fuck. <sighs> I imagine immediately like we turn the page and it's you like walking down the street pushing the motorcycle by the by the handles and they're just like making your way towards whatever the nearest gas station might be. Yeah, sandwich is in mouth still. I haven't had a chance to sit. I didn't even stop to sit down and eat it. There's a pe- there's a, a piece of like of like cooked turkey or something like that that's in there that's slowly start that's slowly attempting to escape from between the bread. And I'm just like you, you're and I'm like angling my head up like you burk in there. <laughs> Fuck it. I think just out of just if nothing else, just defeat like pops kickstand, leans back against motorcycle and just starts like eating sandwich. If nothing else, cause, and I think we just get an establishing uh, establishing shot of where she is, and just and she's in the corner. You sit back, start to enjoy the sandwich. Enjoy may, might still be a strong word. It is the first time that you've probably had to squints a meal in some time. Uh, but also, you know, it's fine. It's exceptionally soggy, and it feels like it's been in a dumpster. But I guess it's better than nothing. Honestly, you've hit the nail on the head. It's like... If I had if I had been given this sandwich, I would have gagged like a week ago. But now it's just fine. It's not like oh man, this is the best food I've had in years. Fine. It's like it's better than nothing. Fine, you know. What's running through your mind? Where's your, where are your thoughts at as you're as you've stopped to enjoy this meal? I don't know how up to date this roadmap is. I must. I I can only imagine like there's visitor set. There's like rest stops and visitor centers like that. I must have at least passed through, even if by accident. And I could have, and I at least could have grabbed like a map from one of them. As um, let's see. As I think I'm just sort of like trying to figure out like, just trying to route out like where I need to go next. How long can I spend here? How far can I go while avoiding towns and just raw going? And kind of, I think it's in the back of my mind, but like I've got to go through the checklist of shit right now. I'm going to need to get fucking gas for this thing. And I'm wondering how much money I even have <laughs> left. Because I have so I have some, not a lot. And it's, and it's, I don't even know if I have access to that account. <laughs> Nods, and as you're, uh, you know, running through your thoughts about what, like how how fast you can go, how quick you can make your way towards where you're going, like you hear like these these footsteps slowly like approaching uh, your motorcycle that are just like coming up, uh, for, like on your left where you're not looking. Yeah, and uh, you know, like the panel of like just like just as panel of the of like the left side of my face to imply that i've heard it and i like and i do and she does look she doesn't say anything but she does look and uh when you turn you spot this like clearly young teenage girl who's stopped brows kind of furrowed she's kind of she's kind of squinting at you looking at you looking at your motorcycle i'm just like staring at her back we're in this awkward we're in this just moment of eye contact and she's like can i help you silence for another mo- for like another moment as she continues just staring and it seems like she's formulating almost like not so much how do I ask this question but which question do I ask first before just uh finally blurting out so are you like a wandering superhero or wandering certainly superhero I don't know uh something going on she kind of 
shakes her head a little bit, continues on uh, speaking just like, you just look like, uh, hmm, stops again trying to math out like how much she should say, how much she shouldn't almost um, before going, you just look like a lot of the people that I've heard about that passed through this area. I, uh, she does, in fact, take interest in that statement of, like, yeah, uh, well, you see which way they go? A somewhat smug look kind of comes over her face, uh, and she's just like, yeah, I've seen where a couple of them have gone. Uh, my dad's told me stories about a lot of other ones that have come through here, too. I could give you some information. Eyebrow, like, quirks as uh, she says, I'm feeling a butt first. But you let me points take a ride on your motorcycle she looks at it and she looks back and she says um sure thing there's but there's a toll but there's a there's a second toll to that tap seat baby needs gas then why don't you just go get gas she squints where do you think i was headed i was just taking a moment to finish my lunch your lunch i don't answer that question i keep pushing the motorcycle she starts uh, following you and then just says, Because I couldn't help but uh, notice you from a couple blocks away running out of an alleyway. I'll say that now. I and, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I recognize that sandwich because my brother ordered it earlier and then said that he didn't want it after he got it. And, and then they had to throw it out. Silence is in character. <laughs> But I think just goes, ah, 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 you know, you know what they say about startups, yeah? So you are a superhero. Is that what you're saying? Uh, she looks over her shoulder and she says, I mean, superheroes got to save people first, right? Looking to be, but, uh, <laughs> and you know, there's a, there's a pothole. I've got to push it over and I got to put in a little more effort. She's not helping you. I'm aware as she, as you, as I, and I, and frankly, I don't, I don't mean to be mean, but I don't need it. I just, it just takes a little bit of doing. Ugh, I just haven't. I've just uh, started recently. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, just uh, need to get... S I haven't saved anybody yet. And then there's a kajunk paps. <sighs> so, what's your gimmick? My gimmick? Yeah, is it, yeah, your gimmick. Is it just that you have a motorcycle and enjoy the smell of garbage? Or, like, can you... And she, like... like holds out a hand as though she's about to start earthbending, uh, aiming it towards some rocks. She does not. Uh, just like, can you like move rocks and throw things, or can you like, or uh, turns, or like, do you like rip off your jacket to reveal that you're an alien underneath? Like, do you get really big, like that one guy? To answer your questions, yes, no, 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 really big. But anyway, uh, nah, uh, my gimmick, uh, you know, she pats like the side of her, the pouch on the side of her cycle. Ah, uh, let's just say I'm. Um, let's just say I'm keeping, keeping that a little close to my chest for the moment. All right, fine, whatever. She turns, uh, starts walking ahead, uh, further, rather than like just looking at you. And as she keeps going, she's just like, "You keep your secrets. I'm sure. I'm sure that eventually I'll find out. But that's not what my main concern is. Here, I know where the gas station is. So continues pushing with uh." and catches up like surprisingly quickly as uh, she says uh 
You said you're here with your bro. Yeah, you said you're here with your brother. You from here? She looks back at you slightly because uh, she's tr- she's doing her best to keep ahead of you. Yeah, my brother and my dad. We're all we're all here. D- gestures, the wonderful census designated place of Australia, New York. She nods in response. I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean. I mean, it's a it's a nice little town. I'm enjoying it so far. Nicer than some of the ones I've been to, and uh, you know, we get like a quick like just three panels of three like bad experiences she's had in some towns, and uh, you know, like one of them is like a fishing town, and we see her in, covered in fish. All of them are in the same pose. She's just standing there looking miserable. Nods. She continues. Australia, New York is in fact the number one producer of peaches in Western New York State. Wow. Impressive. It turns not as impressive when you when you remember that most of the peaches are grown anywhere else, but people do love their Finger Lakes peaches. So well, yeah, sure, people like a good Georgia peach, but nothing beats the real thing, you know. Main article. She shrugs. Whatever. You round the corner, and there's the gas station waiting for you. Ah, sh- ah, dip. As uh, you know, I go to push into an available lane. Yeah, it's 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 quiet right now. There's like nobody in there, and she follows you along. No, I think she's just sort of at the machine. I know she's sort she's just at the like at the pump. Like, all right, I've got this credit card, or and if this doesn't work, I have a plan B. But maybe we'll see what happens. You start filling up with gas. Uh, this girl uh, begins, you know, just kind of like watching excitedly like oh shit oh fuck i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna get a ride thanks to this sucker and after the uh after the motorcycle finishes fueling up you go and test that credit card and uh no it's not it is not going all right i'm filled up right Uh uh-huh sick and she puts the pump of gas away she says all right hop on she doesn't question anything she saw you put the credit card in and has just assumed that it that everything's fine yeah. So she's like, and she's like, ah, ah, fuck yeah, and steps on. And uh, and I just, and I go. Fucking, you start going, just zoom, just go right out of there. As we see the the person behind the uh, desk inside of you know the little convenience area of the gas station, like look, seems to check something and confirm like no, I didn't get a paper for that, and goes running out and just like hey, where are you going? Hey, but you're already gone. If nothing else, she does know how to like. She does like you know like uh just you know dr- just driving down main road uh you know like not driving like an asshole but easily like but like if she sees like a bunch of traffic she just avoid she just evades it take, okay, takes a side street and says anywhere you want to go she's uh somewhat holding on to you as as something something this piece of junk might be faster than she anticipated it being and she seems kind of stumped like she's like possibly just because she's a bit frazzled by hmm this is a lot faster than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> she eventually uh tells you the incredibles bookstore all right, kid, hold on tight. As uh, you know, uh, notices that notices like uh, the the turn and like gets through the lane quick enough to avoid having to deal with the red light. And we just I think zoom over uh to the uh, to the Incredibles bookstore as you're stopping. I assume in front of the place. Yeah. As you uh, stop uh, in front of the place, uh, she's just like, oh, oh, that was sick. Yeah. As uh, she leans back. 
I mean, that is part of my gimmick, right? Operating a motorcycle. I guess, it turns, looking at you. So, what would I have to do so that you could let me ride this without you having to chaperone me here? Ha! Nah, that probably won't happen. Pat's cycle, I, this is... Look, I... Look, I don't know if... I don't know what your dad says, but, like, not everyone's vertigo. I ain't got... I ain't got a car, a motorcycle, and the occasional jeep. I got just this baby. I'm, my immediate uh, concept is that, like, there's just a panel that is dedicated to the motorcycle, much like how you'll occasionally get those, like, cutaway, like, single images in Spongebob that just to emphasize, like, something about it for a joke. And it's, and it's like, you're like, I, I only got this baby. And then it, like, it cuts to the panel that's just this motorcycle, and it's just, like, all the rust and how it's wobbling and almost falling apart at every stage. <laughs> This bad girl's take. This bad girl's carried me for miles. A part of it falls off. I'll fix that. <laughs> exactly. And as she's uh, getting off the motorcycle, just like, ah, well, it's fine, fine then, fine. And looks a little, you know, uh, pouty, smug, still, but pouty. And the sound of the like front door opening and like the bell jingling to alert that a customer has entered or exited uh, goes off. Exiting out is, you know, this, like, older-looking uh, white dude, matches complexion of uh, the girl that that you've been the ferrying around and also shares hair color, and it doesn't take long to be like, oh, that's, that's her dad, as he wanders forward. He's just like, Angelica, is there something that you'd like to explain about what, uh, what this is here? And she's like, no, I just got a ride back to the store. And he's like, mm, mm, a ride. Turns, looking at you. Can I help you? Is there a reason that you're... I mean, you brought my daughter here, so I guess you weren't kidnapping her. Uh, but is there, is there something I can do for you? Or is there something... Did How much money did she scam you out of? Waves hand. Nah, dog. I, nah, I'm just passing. Nah, I'm just passing through. She just pointed me towards the gas station and told me to bring... Told the only price was to bring her where she wanted to go. Hmm. She, he turns, looking at her, and is just like, how charitable of my wonderful daughter. That doesn't happen often. And she's uh, smiling. There's a halo above her head. Well, I suppose thank you for bringing Angelica here. Uh, holds a hand, though. Name's John. Uh, what looks at the hand, kind of just descri- just kind of takes a moment to decide, like, I think we see running through her head, like, I think we see a scenario play out where she shakes his hand and says, I'm Harmony. And then she, we see like a nondescript shape attacking, grabbing John with like a like a some kind of appendage and holding him up in the air over a cliff, and uh, then him falling as uh, and then we and then it just kind of flashes back as um, uh, we just see her just standing there for a moment. It's longer than she thinks it's been. He's starting to pull his hand back, like okay, maybe not on the handshake then. Uh, and then she just kind of abruptly, uh, uh, just Mavis. Uh, okay. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Mavis. Uh, squints again, kind of looking at, kind of looking towards Angelica. Very much like something, something feels off. Or maybe, maybe he's just being paranoid because she's scammed a lot of money out of people in this town. He's like, would you, do you want to come inside or browse the bookstore or I don't know what she offered you in return for this ride? I'm gonna say words. Hyper is that. 
whether or not Harmony goes into the bookstore is whether or not she opens her wallet and a butterfly falls flies out. You've got like fifty dollars in your wallet to carry you the entire way. Yeah, I think I think she sort of thinks about it for a moment and then kind of like on making the mental justification of like, should I really spend some money here? And then she's like, I don't think she has like an angel and devil on her shoulder or anything, but she's definitely arguing with herself in her head is, do you know how fucking boring it is just driving? And when you you just are trying to fall asleep, but you can't just fucking, I don't know, just grab something that looks, just grab something that has enough, a lot of pages and then get out of here. She's like, yeah, I'll look around. Welcome to the, uh, the Incredibles bookstore. We have everything that you could possibly I mean, anything you could possibly be after. And if you can't find what you want, you can always put it in order and we'll have it with, and we'll have it within the week. Gestures for you to wander in. And I do, in fact, head on in. After you wander in, uh, John and Angelica follow after you, but also they're, like, looking, like, they're looking between each other. John very much like a, what have you done? You've done something wrong. I just can't prove it yet. And her still uh, smiling, halo above head. She's very smug. And they wander in uh, after you. As what section do we find Harmony in? I think she, we we actually find her in like you think you'd find her in like the how tos, considering how utilitarian she is. But if she's just look, but she's at least skimming through like uh historic uh historical nonfiction, but in the superhero section, just kind of in the W's. And uh, as you are, you know, just looking through and seeing what you can find. Angelica kind of wanders uh, over to you, and upon getting close to you, uh, because this whole fucking building is carpeted, uh, holds out a finger and you feel a slight static shock. Ah, This is the noise she makes. And Angelica just kind of, she just kind of like snickers at that, and just goes, (laughs) gotcha. And leans back. As uh, she says, careful doing that to superheroes. I'm not particularly scared of Dumpster Diver. Fair enough. As, you know, continues, like, looking through as if with some intent and purpose, but also seemingly trying to do it quickly. And she's like, all right, well, now that we're here, I'll give you my end of our deal. And she nods and, like, I'm listening. Well... What question did you have? Because it looked like you wanted to ask something about the kind of people that have that have come through here. Yeah, actually. Um, as we get a flashback to someone in a red suit of armor, a cape, standing like by a by like this is like almost action forward designed sports car, and and the headlights are keeping are keeping her her silhouette like darkened and hard to make out. As uh, she says, she asks specifically person like me not sure exactly what their gimmick is but incredibly decorated red sports car she kind of squints in response like once we come back to the scene well i can't well that one doesn't particularly ring a bell my dad might know something about it most of the people that come through here she stops kind of gestures nothing happens in australia but every once in a while some kind of little supervillain thing or crisis or something like that that starts in a different town or starts out in New York City or starts where they all start out in last light makes its way out here or maybe it's from one of the other surrounding towns and then inevitably some hero rolls in rolls through and will 
handle whatever the problem is. But usually they're people that are that are that work out of a lot of the other towns nearby. You know, we don't have we don't get a lot of them anymore. But there is one that always comes around. I can't say anything about red or sports cars or anything like that. But there's this one guy, blue trunks, I guess, pants, something, uh, pink skin, like like pink, pink, like Barbie pink, and this like black star that's over most of his face and like almost looks like it's it's like shooting up from his from his chest or something like that in like towards his face like there's lines all over him whenever he comes around it's usually because there's something that he needs to punch really hard and then after he punches it really hard it gets big and then he has to get big too and then he fights them i think that's that that final description that really catches our interest you happen to catch his name well everyone knows his name his name is starman starman okay that's up. No, that's that's something. That's what I'm looking for. Actually, you said last light. She uh, shakes her head. No, 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 no. He's not from last light. At least I don't think he is. You look at enough news and stuff that comes out that come out of last light, and there's just not much about him specifically. He's just somewhere else here upstate. She shrugs again. I don't actually know where he is. My dad, though, like I said, he keeps up with these with this stuff. He knows this stuff. Uh, she nods. Uh, then I'll just have to take a chat with him then. Now hold on a second. That's a problem because my dad, you know, he's a very busy man. He's managing this this bookshop that's that's incredibly busy. We zoom out. You're the only two people in the store. And you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't trust you, but I'm just saying that he's not quick to trust anybody. You know, and I mean, if I talk to him then I'm sure that he'd be completely willing to give you the time of day and, 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 and give you whatever information you might want. Points. But, in exchange, I get to ride your motorcycle without you chaperoning. She stops as she's cons- deeply considering it because, like, I need that information. Basso, I don't want this child to get killed. And nods. I'm not saying no, but before I, before I put you on a death trap, I'm going to try, I'm going to try first. I have a way with people. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She starts getting pouty again. <laughs> and I hop up and I have picked out my book. I couldn't find what I wanted, but I just grabbed the other one that I saw, like a comprehensive history of the uh, Crisis Custodians. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And because I, my other option was I just pick something that looks like it has the most pages. Of course. And I mean, the Crisis Custodians. God, you open up, you open up that book and, uh, and, it, and immediately see chapter one, 1935. Uh, this is gonna be a, this is a long book. Yeah, it's exactly what I wanted. As I grab it and I, I begin making my way to the checkout desk. As you're making your way through the store, you know, just wandering through all of these aisles, we also see just very briefly in within the like sort of shadows of the panel. It's almost like you know these human shaped figures that seem to be like wandering past you or like are moving at the ends of the aisles just out of your view. And as you're properly approaching, the sound of the door opening, uh, you know, the little bell chimes, and we uh, hear John, who's off panel, you just say, oh, "Welcome to the Incredibles bookstore. How can I?" and the the panel turns around to reveal this you know humanoid figure that's just got looks like it's wearing a black bodysuit with like a silver belt and this 
silver head that looks like it's got these craters in it, but like the craters themselves are kind of snowflake shaped as this android just is there and repeatedly starts lifting its arms up and down uh, in, in response and just says and you immediately recognize this as uh, one of the snowflakes that operates back at your home. Yeah, and I think there's just the solid moment of me just turning around and standing like in shock like, what the shit, shit, I was followed as uh, I take that moment just immediately like eyes dart around me to check my flanks. As you start looking around is only that you start to see it that there's more of them all just like around uh like there's they're standing in the in the aisles or like leaning around the uh edges of the bookshelves themselves one there's an individual that seems to be an old lady that slowly uh pulls down the newspaper to reveal that it's a snowflake uh wearing a wig that's just been there the whole time as you realize they're they're all they're all up and down this store Welcome to the Ad Pages. This is a little interlude in our issue where we ask you to take a break with us as we show off some scenes happening elsewhere. Sometimes they're advertisements, sometimes they're just scenes from other stories in the big wide world of Last Light Comics. Let's see what the pages hold for us today. Through the frozen snowscape of the city, we find ourselves with the one and only pyrokinetic robot. F-143, a.k.a. Fire. She streaks her way through the streets with a jet of flame. Oh, good gosh, the snow is basically permafrost. Not even my heat can melt through it. That's right, Fire. I, Flurious, the Baron of Snow, will usher in a new era of cold over this whole land. Fire whispers. I may not be able to stop you, but I know something that will. Fire flies away, leaving Flurious on his throne of ice. Flurious says, Running away, huh? That's what I thought. Now no one can stop me. But Fire does return. Flying back over the top of the building, Fire declares, You can't get rid of me that easily. Flurious laughs. Ha <laughs> ha! Back to surrender? Well, how about a peace offering? Fire holds out a bottle of distinctly gray cola with a black label. Flurious says, Is that... That's right. A peppercorn Fanta for you. Flurious scrambles to take it and starts sipping at it. He says, Oh, the warm spices, the trickling heat, the overwhelming sweetness, all held together by that smoothness that just burns straight down your throat. Oh, I know it'll melt me away, but I just can't resist. As the snow around the city begins to melt, Fire observes, Oh, it's working. The refreshing heat from the infused ground peppercorn is freeing the city from this horrible winter. Fire holds up the empty peppercorn Fanta bottle, which now contains the puddled, watery remains of Flurious, his face floating within the bottle. Damn you, Fire. 
You know I can't resist the allure of the peppercorn Fanta. Registered trademark. I know you can't, Florius, and that's how I know I'll always win. Because no one can resist this spicy, sweet mixture of peppercorn Fanta. Now available at your local grocery store. Do you want a Fanta? I do. Let me out! And now, we turn the page and get back to our comic. I take stock of my surroundings as uh, reaches up from to grab the goggles off of like the helmet that I'm s I'm still wearing. I didn't take it off. I only intended to come in here get a book get a book and leave. Of course. I grab them. I pull them over my eyes. I know why they're here, and um, I'm just gonna take a make a beeline for the front of the store uh, just to get out of here. No, it's, yeah, you. You go running, and I think as you're uh, running, that's when the door opens yet again, uh, and you are just blocked by this, you know, large, rubbery figure that stands uh, in your way, just blocks the entirety of the door frame. It's almost, inc it, based on how the, these things are designed, it's almost incredible that this thing is even able to stand in the doorway and make its way into the store, let alone, like, <laughs> frankly, let alone uh, wander uh, fully through with no trouble from the look of it. But God is a trying. You see what appears to be, like, a parakeet, but with this, like, very, like, black rock armor that has this sort of, like, glowing redness uh, between uh, all of the rocks. Very, like, Hellfire Brimstone kind of look. It enters the store and pulls out what seems to be a ball of yarn. Not quite, but kind of is the best way to describe what it is. And it steps forward, blocking your way, and is just like, No, 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 you're not going anywhere. <laughs> As I think she responds, like, you know, I have to admit, out of all the, uh, out of every time you've tried to corner me, this one's worked the best. <laughs> well, I do pride myself. Uh, steps forward, kind of, you know, makes you step back, even if you don't, as just being in the vicinity of this thing is incredibly hot. As she steps forward and is like, Now, you've had a very, very wonderful little road trip down down south of the state here, but it's time to come home, hand over the belt. As uh, she looks around, lets up this heavy sigh, and she's like, Fine, fine. And she looks around and is just like, Wow, that was, look how easy that was. Looks around at the rest of the snowflakes and just says, Lads, look! Pyrokeep does it again. Yeah, as you know, uh, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's sort of it, you know? Yeah, I guess there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of things that my mom has wrong about me, I guess, that she's told you. But, uh, huh? and, uh, I just want to know one thing, you know, as I'm, you know, I'm just looking like I'm just skimming through the book because I'm getting ready to follow them. You know how it is. Just like, yeah, I may as well read on the way out. I guess the one thing she forgot to mention as I, you know, close the book now, hand it, uh, and it's, the motion's really quick, but illustrated for the audience. Is that I'm actually incredibly spineless. As uh, in that same panel where I'm giving that one line, I slam the book into the side of Pyro Keith's head. Directly engage a threat. Oof. I've rolled a uh, snake eyes. That's a hot four right there altogether. Uh, tell me what it looks like. Like the intent, the plan, the execution. The intent was to like stun Pyrokeet like just for a moment. And basically if that worked, I knew what the, the the plan was like fight my way out of this store as just like block hit. Like, you know, swoop, and basically using the book as 
as much of a weapon as I could to get myself out of the store. And, okay, you, so you just whip this book forward, just straight into Pyrokeet's uh, face, and you are fully successful. You uh, hit Pyrokeet, and Pyrokeet kind of stumbles to the left, and is just like... Uh, and goes tumbling back, making uh, the angry uh, and upset bird noises as the snowflakes begin to uh, do that thing that putties do, where they just start waving their arms up and down and uh, stretching their legs out like they're a bridge so that they can start walking, because for some reason they find that that's the most efficient way to move besides jumping. And you have a clear and direct, uh, like, way out. You can just run, yeah. Yeah. As uh, I do, in fact, take that chance as I go, just like booking it out of the store and if uh, and just shouldering the door open, like I'm out of here, goodbye. Yeah, and you're out. The little tingling thing occurs as you go running out the, uh, as you go running out the the Incredibles bookstore, and as you're rushing back over towards your motorcycle, a uh, you hop onto the motorcycle, go to you know turn it on, rev it up. And then, like, these two strings of yarn, they whip out from inside of the store, and they just wrap around, like, the wheels of your motorcycle, and then you quickly watch as fire just moves along them, and then just engulfs uh, the string in its entirety, and starts, like, melting the rubber on your wheels before it, like, rips the motorcycle out from under you and, like, drags it uh, back into the store, and it goes just skidding across the bookstore as Pyrokeet comes wandering out. I nod. Um, I ask something. Uh, if it's a roll, I, that's fine, but could could I have just grabbed something out of the bags really quick, basically seeing, oh, I see the cards. I see the cards here. I can't see why not, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a panel of me reaching into the bag and grabbing something and tumbling off the motorcycle with something that's obscured to the audience nods and uh the pyrokeet comes wandering out looking at you and is just like so i see we're still playing tough huh that's where we're at here i thought that we were i thought that we were on the verge of a breakthrough harmony i thought that we were about to have a wonderful little connection but you've thrown it away you've soiled it you've soiled it in the name you've soiled it against the name of pyrokeet <laughs> love this character so much um to say what has to happen but um as uh, she as she says, you take my name out of your mouth. As uh, she kind of stances up, and while you're at it, turn around and tell her I'm not coming back. I'm gonna find the wielders, and we're gonna do something about her. Pyrokeet steps forward, and she, uh, you know, kind of exaggerated arm motion, uh, fans uh, her arms out in this arch, and is just like, well, then if you don't intend on coming back, then I guess that we're just going to have to bring you back. And I was about to say snaps her fingers, but that's incorrect. She tweets like a bird, like a normal bird. And then the snowflakes all, like, filter out of the store all in one massive thing and are, like, start to surround you. Nods. As, you know, we get the shot of them surrounding me, I think they all get into position. As she says, um, you're looking for that belt too, right? staring at you and is just like of course we are our our mission is made is to make sure that we return both you and the belt as we get a shot of her holding something skyward like towards the like 
and exaggerated towards the camera, holding this like white semi-rectangular device with a red gemstone thing in the center card reader. Then you can go ahead and when I send you back, you can tell that you failed to get both as I hold it up and then bring it to my waist as like this, as the, I think the actual strap of the belt comes out of one side and then, and then as I whip, it just whips around and clicks, clicks into position because I love when writers do that. As uh, I press a button on it, Driver online. As uh, it begins to shine, as uh, I begin to strike a pose, crouching slightly and fanning, like crooking one of my arms and holding the other out. Ready. And Shin! And I quickly take a moment, I strike the top of the belt. Change protocol engaged. Hit the top of the belt as uh, I'm enveloped in energy. So we get this, like, shot of, like, this, like, black bodysuit like going like basically digitizing over like my um my like whole my whole body as like these um white lights just kind of pop start from the belt up spiral swirl around semi aimlessly but then as like but then abruptly fix to a position one two of them and just sort of just two of them clamp over my arms to form gauntlets two of them clamp over my legs to form to form bracers one over my one over my chest and one on my head and one on my head as um forming the forming the chest piece and helmet respectively and final and to finish it off just like one more sheen of light bursts up perpendicular from my forehead forms the forms a golden v that that flares out either direction as red as like my red visor shines with my chest piece as an r inscribes itself over it and uh just a couple of glamour shots of the suit um you know showing off like the the smaller crests on the on the on the bracers um the smaller crests like on like bracelets on my as air quotes bracelets on my arms and uh, a sword on my back and uh a final shot of the faceplate which almost looks like a snarling animal but only in like the lines one last detail is that from my upper like uh, from my upper back a split cape forms and they both arms of it flare out like a scarf one illustrated they are just like no lines just like streaks of white uh, we get these sick uh, glamour shots of harmony in this armor uh, and these cool panels I think of you know you uh, posing with hand on blade maybe as you know we get to see the snowflakes that are surrounding you and like you know even though I don't think you're visibly moving your head the way that the panel frames itself makes it look like you know you know you're like looking left looking right sizing up the situation as it's happening Pyrokeet uh, looks at you and is like no do, do, what do you think you're doing you're going to get this thing broken then what then what will mistress think I think uh, as she's approaching, like, hand on sword, as, uh, you know, takes a moment, as she flicks something, as uh, just, just the, the shing, like, sound effect, I think she says, I think that, I think what's on, I think whatever's on her mind should be the last, should be the last thing on yours. As I go from, like, this, like, really, like, menacing, I wouldn't say, like, walk, I begin to break into a, break into, like, a run towards Pyrokeet, because I know what's going to happen. But I'm going to initiate this fight. Go directly engage a threat. All right, come on. Hop. 
I am going to uh, spend a team to have a, to gain advantage because you know, first time I transformed in the issue, I should have it, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that, that is a ten plus. That's all that needs to be said. I'm going to. I don't have any allies in the scene. It's just me. So I think just the classic resistor avoid plus uh, impress surprise to frighten the opposite or. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with resistor uh, with impress surprise to frighten. This is the uh, premier fight, you know. Of course. Tell me what it looks like. So I think the well, of course, what happens is, uh, I think uh, Pyrokeet knows what's going to happen, but sends forth the snowflakes instead. As uh, I think just what happened as I think like as she does like, there's like, tell me what like a swarm of them are gonna do to me, and then I'll tell you what how I'm respond. Tell me what they're planning to do, and then I'll tell you how I deal with that. At least like, you can handle it in threes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. My uh, the way I imagine that the snowflakes fight is very much exactly one-to-one -one the way that any of the, you know, putty-alikes fight in any Power Ranger or Sentai show, um, which means they come at you, like, gladiator-style, where it's like they either come at you one at a time or two at a time, despite the fact that there's 15 of them, and they're like, they come at you with intent of, like, I am going to perform a martial arts upon you, and it's never really clear exactly what they're going for. Like, maybe they're trying to punch you, or maybe they're trying to throw you, but it never really seems clear because I imagine you keep cutting them off, and then, oh man, you've taken, uh, it's like the, the basic response from them seems to be, you've taken down Charlie, now it's my turn, Not and they keep doing, and they keep doing that. I will say, say uh in a small way it's like they are trying their best but it's very it very much feels like they are also trying to take it a little easy on you because you are in fact carrying very important merchandise as a matter of fact you're wearing it now yeah as uh, i think two of them charged me i think just open fists like just trying to like grapple me i think that's i think i just hit one of them with like a straight kick to their to their upper section as uh, i quickly reversed that into like an elbow into the uh, like a, as I elbow that into a, like a quick jab, which allows me now that both of them are hits are like in a quote hit stun, just like do like a quick slash that sends them both backing away, sparking. As um, now that the sword is fully angled, I don't think I, I think just like it's a matter of just like four panels of just harmony in front, angled in front of them, like slashing her blade. And these panels, it would be like four, but they're cut in half, so it's like so instead of panel like you know three, four, and five, it is three, four, six, seven. Eight nine to implot to just sell like winter just cutting through these like cutting through them as they're coming at her. Hell yeah, hell yeah! And the snowflakes are cut down around you, uh, despite their best efforts. Um, as Pyrokeet steps forward and has pulled out that you know like ball of yarn and starts and like now is grabbing it just by like the the string that is uh, falling out of it rather than by the ball itself and in a whoosh. It all just ignites in flame, uh, and what seems to be a little bit of like you know, it, looking at it, it's like oh, that's a that's a ball of yarn. But like actually, like seeing the way that it moves and and uh, the way that Pyrokeet starts swinging it, it very clearly uh, seems to be working more like the way a morning star would work. I think that's it's a flail. Never yeah. remember which one it is. Uh, but like it, it's clearly it's like th this thing looks way heavier than it actually is. Like it's not oh that's not just yarn uh, or you know a yarn adjacent material. That thing is is a medieval murder weapon, um, and now it's also on fire. Um, and she starts swinging it and starts uh, stepping towards you. Uh, and it's just like, now, 
she'll be very upset with me if I have to get, if I have to scuff up and break her armor just a little bit, but I'm sure that she'll understand when I bring you and it back that it was a necessary, it was a necessary evil. How about you quit reasoning how much, how, how about you quit reasoning and actually try it? We'll see about that. And she goes to just, like, a, a massive overhead swing with intent of just, like, slamming this ball down on top of you. What do you do? I think I just dive to the... I think I what I do is I just dive tumble to the right and just try to, like, cross the distance before she can recoil, recoil it. Like, really let its impact sell and then just be like, while you're pulling it back, I'm going to just try to combo you. No, uh, roll directly against your thread. I will not take advantage on this one. I will keep my team, though. Ooh. That's, that is a nine. Hmm. If there is a reason to spend team selfishly, can you give me, a, like, a preview to coming attractions, what that might look like? There's a flaming motorcycle inside a bookstore right now. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. I know how I'm going to play this. I will not spend team selfishly right now, but I'm going to hold on to that. I think what's going. What I'm going to do is, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take her composure. The glory driver is more of a weapon than she reckoned with, and probably didn't expect, possibly didn't expect me to use it because they haven't had anybody be sent back to really figure out what was happening. And I think she realizes why that is, because what this thing does is allows basically jocks up my, my abilities to borderlines to superhuman, and it allows me to just. From that tumble, go immediately into a leap as uh, I go into this, like, just straight-up dive kick at her, just cause her to stumble back, and I'm continuing to and I'm about to come in with that sword, and she knows what that does. She, uh, so, the way I imagine it also is, like, uh, when she swings this, you know, uh, ball of yarn towards you, it, like, slams into the ground and basically leaves a small pothole behind. And then, yeah, she starts whipping it back, but that's when you've already jumped forward and you kick her and she stumbles. And as you're pulling out this sword, uh, she's, like, staring at you. Her eyes, as much as they can, get, like, wider. Her beak kind of starts uh, chittering as she's clearly in a, in a uh, panic for a moment, just like, I need to find a way out of this situation. Before I think, immediately turns, sees one of the, you know, broken snowflakes that's on the ground to her right, and, like, sort of whips the ball of yarn into it, and it, and when it hits it, uh, it causes a small, not, not particularly massive, but, like, a small explosion, uh, that knocks both you and her back. Mark condition. I'm between angry or abruptly guilt or guilty, if only because, like, I realize I need to go help those people. I can't deal with this right now nods i'll say for a little bit of for to add a little bit maybe to help you uh settle on your choice um as you get launched backwards and you know you land and pyrokeet goes you know the opposite direction from you and is already starting to get back up uh it's an arduous process she's massive and her shoulders are huge and her arms are small you uh you know distantly hear the the like ah and uh help uh, noises that are occurring from inside of the bookstore as you as you can turn and see that like your motorcycle and the strings that had been attached to it the, the like even though the strings are no longer there the, the like fire that was on the motorcycle has not gone away uh, is now 
two things. A, starting to, you know, it's it's made this, like, sort of uh, fire along the uh, aisle and the bookshelves and, you know, is starting to burn away at the carpet uh, and has clearly sort of separated Angelica on the other side of the store. And John, who uh, is trying to make his way through and is just not doing it, but also you can see uh, that, like, as John is trying to, cross the distance to you know get to angelica you're also able to see that the fire is is making its way towards your fuel tank a recently completely filled fuel tank at that nods and i see that and I, there is the brief moment where she like has to like reconsider where she's like as she looks at the as she looks at pyro keep getting up and she's like i'm just like and she's like and i think um i don't think she really has a snappy one-liner i think it's more thought process of She's not going to get up that quick. And I just go for the... I re-sheath blade and I go running into the bookstore to just, like... I think just, like... I think I'm just going to, like, try and... I'm going to ask just a quick reminder on the situation of, like... Is, is John able to... John's not able to get through the fire, right? Like, just straight up? He cannot. The fire is... Uh, the fire sort of in the middle of the store is, like, starting to get way too big. And he... Like, there's a discard a discarded fire extinguisher that's beside him that seems to that seems to show that he was he was attempting to try to get this thing under control before it, like, A, was unable to, and B, is now just trying to, like, get to Angelica. Yeah. As I think I just go in and I shout, I'll get Angelica out! You go! And uh, he turns, like, looking at you, and he's just like, Are you sure? As uh, she looks as she looks back, if only for a moment, just to say, I don't have a choice! There's an amount of, like, he is, is like, a little upset, annoyed, of just, like, the fucking, you know, something, something. It's his daughter, and he wants to be sure, and he wants to be sure that she'll be okay. But I think, like, there's something, something, there's, he, he realizes very quickly that there's just no time cannot wait here uh, and quickly just starts moving towards the exit or at least trying to i'm going to just try and i'm gonna just get through this fire and like just try to get get to angela roll to defend a civilian i am going to spend another team on this because i can't fuck this up spend it for advantage yeah all right you have rolled a 12 congrats i think and i'm just gonna play up the scene a little bit before i choose my option no it's as I, uh, you know, get through these fires as I go to just... Angela, come with me. She th- looks up and... What'd you say? Actually, hold on, wait. What, was that? what name did you say? Sorry. Angela? Angelica. Oh, sorry. Okay, I, I thought I missed a couple letters. <clears throat> Angelica, come with me! As uh, holds out hands for her to take... And she kind of looks up at you, you know, as she's, you know, kind of stuck between uh, the two different sets of fires that are starting to, like, lick up the bookshelves. And, like, there's a part, you can see it on her face, there's a part of her that wants to give some kind of, like, a snappy one-liner or something, because it's who she is as a person. Uh, But I don't think that she uh, can manifest one, and instead just kind of, like, runs, like, rushes forward to just kind of, like, grab your hand. Yeah, and I, and, uh, you know, with her grabbing my hand, I just scoop her up because I'm strong and because I can take what i need to do as uh i'm just going to loudly leave my bike behind because that, that i'm just assuming that's fucked and i'm just going to focus on getting her out of here as best as i can and i mean you're able to do it no questions asked as you're rushing forward but you also see like the fire has 
extended forward and, st- and was and has clearly started covering up like the the main doorway and like as you're approaching you can see that john is having like trouble getting through but before you can like do anything to help you see the like yarn seems to like wrap around him from outside and then kind of like pulls him through the fire quickly uh and brings him to the outside shit as a i think i'm just going to like take a short step of only to get some momentum because i need it as I'm just going to take a small running start and just jump after him, giving a hold on. Yeah, and you you exit out of the building with Angelica, and um, I think you're moving exactly as fast. I don't think you're able to catch with John. And as you land outside, you see Pyrokeet there uh, holding John uh, by this, you know, yarn. She kind of holds up a finger to him and is just like, Now you now you need to be more careful. You almost got hurt. And then just kind of like do, rolls the uh, like this ball of yarn away and it just kind of like drags him uh, to the other side of the street before she turns back to you pulling out a, another ball of yarn. Okay, now back to you. I put Angelica down. And Angelica goes running. <laughs> okay, sick, perfect. I don't need to tell her to run or take my sword. Uh, if she, she's if go, she's going, she's going straight for her dad. Frankly, Angelica gets off of you and immediately goes running straight for her dad. Yeah, I was gonna get. Yeah, as a there's a panel as she faces down Pyrokey and she's like, now where were we? Oh, I believe that we were right at the point when you finally surrender and hand over yourself and the belt so that we can bring you back home. Oh, that's funny. I don't remember that's how that was going. As uh, the eyes on my visor glow. As, do you know, to, if you could see, I feel like you could vaguely see her eyes if you close up on hers enough. But now you just straight up can't. I think this is actually the part where I take you down. <laughs> You think that you're even close to capable of taking down the Pyrokeet? If we get a series of panels focusing on Pyrokeet uh, as she begins to flex. The strongest, most intelligent, most loved of the diabolical machine. No, actually I'm not. Actually, I don't think I am. Finally, you're talking sense. I think I'm far beyond it. As I tap a button what? on my belt and I rush and as a, as energy like courses up the belt like through like a line on my suit and then goes into the blade. But yeah, I'm just gonna rush it with 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 a charge to tent attack with a tent of if it works, just try to def- take her out. Nods, nods. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with a good old fashioned directly engage. <gasps> An eight. Hmm. I think I just resist or avoid her blows. Tell me what it looks like, this big attack, this big hit. Uh, basically what this looks like is, um, jump, like, leaping up at her as, uh, I have the, I, like, uh, like, powers going to the sword as, um, I, there's a panel of her, like, I don't think she's in the stage where she's naming her attacks yet, but she's definitely in the, like, (laughs) as, uh, basically I do, like, I spire, basically I just do a single windmill around of my blade to, like, sell, like, it, me, charging up power and executing as it's illustrated in the panel of like me like doing the spiraling motion and then like the an action line of like a of like a windmill shape and then just me behind her like post slash and a white slash mark through pyrokeet it's a lot of sparkings and, uh, and very like tiny sort of explosions and etc uh, but not what but the more concerning thing that I think you realize is just that no wait they're supposed to when when you break them they they like they're supposed to like have a a big explosion that's like at least the size of their body but that doesn't happen a pyrokeet falls over but doesn't explode huh as uh you know stands up looks his pyrokeet goes is stumbling back up uh, to her feet suddenly and turns towards you large slash mark across her body. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't, you still you don't even know what you're doing with that thing. You couldn't even you couldn't defeat the unstoppable, inconceivable pyrokeet. She begins to approach you pulling out that yarn and like letting it kind of drag along the ground. You can feel it, right? You f you saw that? I see what I see what happened to all of the weaker ones that we've sent after you already. <laughs> you charge and then you break them, but you but that charge is running out. Ugh, just like a grunt like I don't I don't think I don't think I have a response but more just I've been got. I've been had, you know? Nods. And Pyrokey continues uh, approaching you. I bet if I had to take a guess that you're that you're barely even standing in that thing. Sometimes is that why that you've been avoiding using it? Because you have to wait for the, for the solar panel to recharge it. There's a pa there's a panel of me not responding, but responding narratively by checking where the sun is. Nods, and you see that it's like it's about noon, and it's basically directly above you. But like, there's clouds moving through it because it's like you know, it's 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 mid spring, which means that it's you know mid spring, 2019. All that means is more rain for New York, and that pyrokeet kind of points at you. <laughs> Pyrokeet's got you figured out. I see. I see. This situation can all be solved if you just come back home. As, uh, I think she says, uh, you obviously aren't learning date that much data because I'm not, I'm not coming home. As, uh, I realize now, I just, I realize my position of just, I just need to keep her busy long enough as I'm trying to, as, uh, I, I notice there's a lot of factors that are very time sensitive right now. There's, a there's, a Angelica trying to save her dad. There's this cloud. I just need that cloud to move. I'm guilty marked. What's your plan? I think my plan is, um, it's a gambit, effectively, but I think she says, I have enough, more than enough charge to take you out, as, um, she's right on a lot of measures, but I'm going to just press a button, to, like, you know, the same one I used to do that super move, but basically I'm telling my belt, divert all power to divert, just use all excess charge right now. Redirecting energy. The plan is, truthfully... Make her believe I have more energy than she thinks I have. Hopefully, I am able to keep up this burst long enough for the actual sun to come out so I can take her out. Oh, oh man, I'm of two minds here. There's a part of me that thinks provoke because you are trying to convince her that you have more than you have. And there's the other part of me that is saying unleash to try to make this charge actually last for as long as you need it to. I will say Unleash is the better roll for me. I like Unleash for this, so uh, roll, roll to Unleash your powers to keep that charge for as long as you need. I'll spend that team. I think it's a cool narrative moment. Team spent on advantage. That's a 10. Team well spent. <laughs> as you start um, like having the charge, you know, just put everything into everything that you've got. Uh, Pyra Keats approaching and is about to do something and then you hear like a, a, a very distinct sort of like tink ping sound uh, as though something is like bounced off of Pyrokeet and Pyrokeet turns and is like yow and 
turns to uh, reveal uh, Angelica having produced uh, as from I was about to say from nowhere, but that's incorrect. It uh, it she literally just walked into into the next store, or like rather ran. She Angelica had ran into the the store in the background of the panels that's like across the street and wandered back out uh, with what seems to be like an airsoft rifle and it started firing BBs at Pyrokeet. The slow reveal of like right upstate right upstate western New York. This is a hunting shop. Yeah. And Pyrokeet's like cease at this at this instant. I am Pyrokeet. And uh, goes to, like, swing the ball of yarn uh, at Angelica, who has a look on her face that says, this was a mistake. But just in time for you to... As I think just, like, swinging ball of yarn, I think I grab, like, the string of it, and she says, hey, I'm you're here for me, right? As I just overpower, and the panel's just pyrokey up in the air, and then being slammed to the ground opposite, reverse flailing. As, uh, you know, I think just, you know, what crosses that distance, pulls them up. To, as almost like a wrestler about to like I'm gonna keep hitting you more as I keep hitting and because I fully charged the suit like we just get these like panels of like just these glowing bursts of light each time I land a hit of like these like like this series of punches as I think it is just <laughs> because it is just punches at this point I'm not styling I'm des- I'm fighting like so- I'm fighting like someone who's desperate to not have my opponent realize there's a I'm at deepest disadvantage you know of course. And you manage to hold off and pull it off. Uh, and Pyrokey gets pushed back and, you know, is sparking all over. Um, and then it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose to someone who is inferior to the unstoppable Pyrokeet. Uh, and starts, like, rapidly swinging that ball of yarn again. And it's just like, and if that means that I have to break you, then I'll have to break you, I suppose. Uh, and goes, like, throwing it forward, just straight line, you know, line driving it straight towards you. Uh, as your the sun is out and begins to shine, and your belt begins to receive that little bit of extra charge that you require. Loads a gun. Is it time for you to perform the move? Yeah, it is. I think it is. As uh, I think I used while I have the all-around burst, I just leap into the air as high as I can to have my body eclipse the sun for like a brief panel. As just there's this moment where she just flicks a bu- presses a button, diverting all power to the legs. Stand by for finishing move. She's just gonna put everything she has into this as she goes. As I just while eclipsing the sun, I gain just that little extra charge as I go into this. As I as diverting all energy into my feet, I go into this dive kick, projecting out energy to fly downward at them like an arrow. Directly engage. I will spend a team because this is the big finisher. Dog. That's that is a fourteen you have rolled. Tell me what it looks like. You pick what you're picking, and then and then just narrate through the destruction of Pyrokeep. I'm going to resist or avoid blows, and I think in this case, I'm going to give an opportunity for my allies, and that, like, you know, after I'm leaving, after I leave, like, people show up to help, like, stop the fu- stop, like, stop the fire, save the dad, anything else that needs to be handled. Not. As, uh, I think there's a, I think I just go for this flying dive kick, and just, there's this panel of just the impact of me going straight through them. And then there's a short panel of me crouched behind them, like, after sliding through the kick. Still in, like, a very arrow, like, like the composition is still in the shape of an arrow hitting the ground. As there's this hole in the mechanics of Pyrokeet, as sparking all over. And I think 
before we they explode, I'm where we at least have enough time to narratively exchange words if they have anything to say. Yeah, as Pyro keeps sparking and like and is like you know starting to stumble but hasn't fallen over yet, just says, "No, how this is impossible? How could you have defeated the unstoppable Pyro Keep, the unalienable, the inst- the inconceivable?" Well, if you're the unalienable, the inconceivable, then I just must be unlimited. And Pyrokeet, I imagine, then just, you know, falls over uh, flat onto face and then explodes. Yeah, and pose. As you pose, and then I imagine immediately demorph. Yeah, well, I will say, it looks cool in the panel, but really it'll be explained later. Oh yeah, I was kind of standing up, but I was kind of falling over a little bit, so I flared out my arms to catch my balance. Hell yeah. And this is truly revealed as after I demorph, I fall face first into the ground. And after you uh, fall, um, we hear the sound of, you know, like the sirens going off as the, like, fire department rolls in now because uh, they were not, like, there were firefighters, I imagine, kind of like on the, like, edges of the streets, but very much like, we, we're not going to fight the fire while the villain is still there because that's actually just going to get us all killed and probably make it all worse if like this thing blows up like our trucks or something but once the situation is there they start they rush in and immediately start you know getting to work and then you uh fall over <laughs> and then you know and angelica is quick to uh, come running over to you and it's and it's just like are you okay uh uh Oh, that was that was amazing. The way that you uh, and then she kind of starts. Uh, she grabs the barrel of this fucking airsoft rifle and starts swinging it like a sword. Slash and then kick and and just keeps narrating your moves. Yeah, and I'm taking that time to just, you know, regain composure a little bit, playing it up a little bit. She says, "Yeah, I guess I am pretty cool, aren't I? I told you my gimmick would come out when the cards are down." And she kind of squints. So what what exactly is your gimmick? Anyway, what is that? Points towards the belt. Well, this whole thing? See, this belt here is uh, called the Glory Driver. It allows me to, using it, I'm able to fight off horrible monsters that are that attack innocent people like you and your dad. As at the same time, uh, John's voice is heard as he approaches. You sure fended, you sure fended them off, all right? And Angelica's like, Dad! And, you know, wanders over and John, and... John's like, it's a good thing that 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 it only sent me a little while down the street. <laughs> looks towards the bookshop, kind of looks like, mm, well, that's upsetting, and it turns back towards you. Thank you, though, Angelica and I certainly wouldn't have. I mean, things would have been bleak if you hadn't it jumped in to get us out of there when you did. Ah, oh, well, you know, dusting off, sh- dusting off shoulder, dusting off shoulder, like. Ah, well. Just all on a day's job. He's just like, that thing seemed like it knew you. Like it was, it points, I guess, after whatever it is that you're wearing there. It's a pretty powerful tool. In fact, it's, uh, I realize now I, uh, never gave my name. You see this, uh, belt taps it. It was passed down to me. Um. Angelica, eyebrow up. Huh? What? You see, uh. Those those monsters there are her enemy. Her last enemy. And I'm the daughter of the legendary hero. Shot of a hero. Similar armor to Harmonies, but like less prominent V-Crest, a little rounder. 
uh, back to camera. I think blue scarf that like that like flares out. I am the inheritor of the power of the masked rider. Now th that's where like John's eyebrows distinctly like kind of go up at that, but he doesn't say anything because Angelica's already kind of come off, uh, and it's just like. Oh, that sounds that sounds so cool. So 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 you're the masked rider. That's your name. I was gonna ask. Yeah. Points. I was I was gonna ask Mavis. What's your so what's your hero name? But uh, so it's masked rider. That's it. Yeah. But uh, I, you know I'm playing. You know I'm also gotta make my own direction too. So I was just so, I'm just going by the name, Rider. And she's like, you know, with a Y. Why? Yeah. Why is there cool? What? Why is it an inherently cool letter, and it's a, and it's to show my no, split not, path? No, 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 not why, but why? <laughs> well, I was about to explain. Small speech bubble. Because a why, because the why shows that my path has is splitting as I strike my own. Oh, oh. As it shows her analogy as shaky as it is. And she's just like, oh, oh. And, you know, her small 14-year-old brain is beginning to be blown. It's very edgy. She likes it. I'm glad that Ryder hits with, in character with her target audience out of character in the metaverse. God bless. John kind of walks forward. Ah. The Masked Rider. I, I haven't heard that name in a long, long, long time. Yeah. Well, that would be because... That would be because Absolute Zero defeated her. And John, uh, you know, looks away a little bit, you know, just like, mm -hmm. he was like, huh, and in here, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that name, Absolute Zero, that's a new one. Uh, sounds like a, I mean, world's big, and New York's bigger, uh, I'm sure that, uh, just another another something that I've I haven't heard about out here in Australia. Sorry to hear, uh, Ben. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's tough losing a mom. As she shakes her, as she shakes head. Actually, um, I'm, I actually should be leaving. Uh, looks at the shop like, all oh, right, my ride's gone. But she turns. Uh, I'm actually looking for. Actually, I was heading somewhere else, but I. Can't, couldn't help but hear, hear a name, and uh, I was hoping you might know more. Hear a name from your daughter, and I was hoping I could ask you about it. Well, you, you saved me, and you saved Angelica here. Uh, least I can do is, is give you something on your way out. Then also, from what my daughter here was telling me, that we sh we could also probably get you like an actual meal before you go. Oh, I could I could really use an actual meal. I haven't eaten in weeks. Extrapolate, exaggerating. I don't know that. that I don't know that, that that is an exaggeration necessarily. Really, I haven't eaten nothing. Oh, it might be more like I haven't eaten nothing but garbage in weeks. But she doesn't want to sound too sad. See, it's definitely like I haven't eaten. You definitely, it's like you haven't eaten in days. But it's also most of those days have been spent actively running. So it might as well be weeks. You know, regardless. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, there's a lot of diners around town, and after I finish up here gestures towards you know fire department uh the ambulances rolling up uh folks rolling up to you know get like words and statements on what's going on here he's like once i finish up here i'm sure though you can get you something uh but uh go ahead ask, ask me whatever I'll, i can give you anything that i can 
I'm looking for a hero by the name of Starman. Mmm, Starman, Starman. Yeah, I know. I'm aware of him. You know where I can find him? I mean, it's frankly, it seems like he travels all around uh, the whole, the, all the state. If I'm being honest, but there's a there's a town, kind of like kind of in the middle of the the state, way past along the way, and he kind of you know gestures. I can get you a map and show you how to get there. Uh, there's a town called Blackstar. That's just. He stops as though he's trying to like figure out exactly how to put it, and then just settles on. It's kind of a tourist town, and by kind of a tourist town, I mean they really want it to be a tourist town. Uh, and I can't prove that he lives out there. I can't say that he operates there all, like exclusively or anything like that. I just know that every single time that he pops up in the news, nine out of ten times. He's picked a fight with some kind of a thing that's popped up in Black Star. Nodding, taking notes. And he's like, frankly, I'm pretty sure that the time, frankly, I can't prove this, because he's been out there for, because he's been out here, he's been working, he's been out there for a long time, Starman. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that they named the town after him and his very distinctive Black Star. Uh, she nods and says, "Well, thank you for the information. I have one more, and I have one more question. You wouldn't happen to know if a greyhounds go that way, right?" Oh yeah, the, I'm pretty sure that pretty sure that they they do. Don't know if they pass through here, but he kind of gestures. I'm sure we can find you something. I would. I'd appreciate it, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to press you. But for now, ugh, just kind of sits on like if there's a bench, she'll sit in it. But otherwise, she's sitting on the curb. Oh, just need a moment. Oh, take all the time that you need. Uh, and he starts to you know walk away because he has to go deal with you know gestures, uh, the, that the building, the the bookshop, you know the the mess. Uh, but as he's walking, he kind of stops and he turns. He's just like, actually. Oh, let me let me ask you. Where are you headed? I think uh, she looks out. She says, uh, "Well, I'm, as you know, I'm the next mass writers, and uh, mass writer fought with a team." I'm. She turns, uh, looking in a vague direction, um, and that team was last seen in Last Light City. Angelica's eyes shing. Oh, wait, so you're going to Last Light City? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I am. It's, uh, I've taken a bit of a admittedly strange route, but, uh, yeah, I'm heading to Last Light. She turns, looking, uh, towards her dad. It's like, Dad, she's going to Last Light. Can I go with her to Last Light? I, 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 I gotta see, I need, I need to see the city up close. And he's like, no, what, no. What? Stop. What do you think this is? An animated an animated show on Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus. And he's like, no. What no? That's not that's not that's not happening. No. Uh and turns. Well last light's a big, strange, wonderful little little massive sprawling metropolis. Uh, I wish you luck. It's I mean it's I mean it's about as far from 
It's about as far from here as you can possibly get while still being in state. You know, the Masked Rider and her team, they came out here before. Thanks to the likes of Starman. We've had weird monsters like that come around here quite a bit before. Uh, they, they they drove out here. They had a fight out out here. Not in town, but uh, gestures. There's like a cliffside uh, where the hill crests out on the peach orchard. They fought at the base of that. I, mean, I guess 20 years ago, 21 years ago, something like that. Maybe longer, even. Just kind of smiles and says, I'll be sure to check it out while I'm, I'll be sure to check it out. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll find something. Uh, and he starts to turn uh, again. <clears throat> I'm already mathing out how we can probably get you to a bus. We might, You might have to walk to the next town over, but it's not, it's not that far. <sighs> Walking's fine. All I can deal with walking. Check's wallet. Save me on gas money. Saves me on gas money. The gas you didn't buy earlier? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he goes uh, wandering back towards the, the fire, and Angelica turns looking at you, and he's just like, so I'm going to stow away with you, and we're both going to... No. No. As we cut immediately. <laughs> I turn. So it's the same day. You're departing out. Uh, you've had, you've got, they've, they've fed you. They've given you a map and shown you like, yeah, you. Here's how you can get the Black Star, but you're gonna have to make your way through uh, at least one other town that you can probably use to stop off somewhere. Even if you grab the bus, it's certainly gonna be stopping in this in this town. So you're gonna have to be uh, making your way uh, towards Gear Creek before you can get to Black Star. But you've got a direction to go. So I ask you, on your way out, are you stopping by that where that supposed fight with the wielders was? Yeah, and also just because I think it's cool flavor to know, I uh, I used what I used a little bit of money to buy a. Uh, a th- I'm just keeping track of what I have right now: a thermos and like a leather duffel bag and like a duffel bag. Nods. Did you end up finding a book anywhere else to take with you? I found a book. Um, I. There's something I really like about the um, narrative of, hey, by the way, this book just so happened to s- survive the fire. Funny, huh? And it's the actually the it actually is the comprehensive history of the Crisis Custodians. God bless. God bless. I just there's something I like. There's something about the narrative of, yeah, of course, the one thing that endures is the legacy of superheroes. And yeah, you know, even though I do have to walk, which is, I thought would be mis- was miserable at first, and kind of is still is was. I think when was I think when she gets there, she's like, <sighs> and just sort of, not quite falls to the ground, but definitely crumples, like oh, like I just, like she just walked up a mountain. Nods, and as you make your way uh, to this little cliffside, you know, surrounded by the the peach orchard that's here that somebody owns, but it's so far out in the orchard that you're fine. You're able. You see, it's like well, a lot of this area seems to have just been like grown over with grass and. Uh, you know, you can you can still, with your keen eye, tell that, like, oh, a fight happened here once. There's, like, broken, like, pieces of the rock that seem to be, like, where something were, like, something were hit. Uh, like, oh, it's not like, oh, it's eroded away. It's like, oh, something shattered this. Like, something was thrown into this and shattered it. And there's these, like, big divots in the ground that the grass have grown into, but they almost, but they look almost like artillery, like, exploded in this spot, you know? And as you're moving along, you do spot one thing. 
this very like distinctive weirdly patterned piece of like purple metal that you're able to find like you spot it glinting in the sun because you're looking for it which is the only way you would have found it and it's kind of buried into the ground yeah and i think i go if i was walking around i'm like oh fuck wait hold on that's interesting and i go over and i'm like oh my god no way no way as i just start like just using my hands to scrape at the dirt to be like just ex- reveal what i can about it yeah, yeah and what you reveal is this sort of maybe about the length of your the length of your forearm and uh kind of it, it's almost like an l-shaped tetris piece in in it, the way it looks but it seems to be like a sheering off like broken like piece of of what you can only surmise would have been like some kind of like larger thing like it's still purple and it has all of these strange lines uh, on it, but it very much looks like something that would have been like armor plating on like a battleship almost. She's like, look at this. She says to no one in particular, "Look at this. Look at you. Oh, I bet, I bet you're part of Violet Turbines." Just letting it reflect in the light. And that's really the only thing that you find here. Sort of the only outside of the damage that seems to be here. The only like remaining thing that shows that at some point in time yeah the wielders of light did in fact fight some kind of monster out here nods but she's like ah as she kind of presses a button on her belt as she doesn't transform not i don't know if she transforms fully or not but like maybe like a small overlay of the armor appears as she's like i wonder if as she because it's about the length of my forearm in this l shape anyway and she just tries to like almost attach it like a lego piece onto like the arm of her armor i think it's like you do so and it seems for a moment like oh it, oh it's actually doing something before it, it seems to like it's almost like it's fading into and becoming like like it's actually yeah it's fusing with the armor before suddenly it just kind of like spits out like it rejects it as she you know as it falls to the ground she's like oh that's a shame deactivates like maintenance mode or whatever it was and she just picks it up (sighs) would have been nice to know one of you was protecting me I guess like goes to shove it into duffel bag as I think then we uh, we cut to back to the road where we see Harmony is continuing her walk forward just making her way down this down this street or rather down this road you know lined with trees passing by the like now leaving australia new york sign uh that's on that's along this way and separately a different sign that's warning like deers and bears please be careful while driving you know very empty quiet road as we can see ahead you know we're looking sort of in the, the vague uh, easterly direction that's supposed to be where last light is and we can see the seemingly this repeated the blinking of some kind of light as though a lighthouse is repeatedly turning and focus uh, as we kind of uh, zoom back on just the emptiness of rider walking along that we can that we can see you know the empty road the streets uh, the trees and her in the distance as uh, Harmony is making her way forward and we focus in on the fact that despite the fact that it looks like the rains are about to start coming down, the birds are still singing. As we 
move and cut over to the inside of uh, a laboratory where the door opens up and a voice just says, Carla. And a woman looks up from what seems to be a microscope where she is, where she is assembling what looks like bits of clay uh, with like underneath it and is like, huh? Yes? What? What is it? And the individual wanders over and just like, another one, another one of the inventions seems to have failed again. Hmm. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Um... I suppose I could, and uh, the, uh, the hand, like, sort of holds out, and the voice continues on and just says, No, no excuses. Put Pyrokeet back into the file. And make something that will work this time. We can't let her keep joyriding with the glory driver. You understand? Oh, yes, yes, of course I understand. I have a couple of ideas already, as a matter of fact. I can get this working very soon. And she says, you better. And a hand grips this Carla woman's shoulders. Uh, and the fa like face comes into view of the, of the you know the light that's on the desk where we get to see uh, the face is still masked mostly in shadows but the face of absolute zero as she says remember this is my life's work that we are talking about here and Carla kind of sweating looks at her and says of course of course I understand everything that we need to do and Absolute Zero just says, good. And pats her shoulder. Get to it. And stands up, walks back out, shutting the door behind her. And I think that's issue one. Thank you for listening to Last Light Comics. This episode was played using a slightly modified version of Masks, A New Generation, published by Magpie Games. This episode is GM'd by Justin, aka Hyper, who can be found on Twitter at Radio Air Hyper. Harmony Winters, aka Ryder, is played by Danny Hart, who can be found on Twitter at Batty Danny. That's B-A-T-T-I-D-A-N-N-I, and at her website, baddydanny.weebly.com The voice of the glory driver is Sarah, who can be found making stuff with Flying Goose Studios at FGS underscore audio. The Rider Unlimited theme was made by me. Music for this episode was provided by Piss Hydrants Forever. You can find the comic Danny and I make together on Twitter at PaperStarsComic, all one word. Special thanks go out to The Observer 138. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, may the Force fight for you, and may the power preserve you.